Hey guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. You know something I talk about all the time? It's how important your friends are, the people you surround yourself with. It's a very important thing to surround yourself with good people. So I stole a quote a long time ago that goes, um, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. If you've been in here for very long, you've probably heard me say that before. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Um, the Bible says it as well, but the Bible puts it in a different way. Walk with the wise, become wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. So walk with the wise, walk with the smart people who know what's going on, who understand consequences, and you're going to become like that. You're going to get smarter. A companion of fools, fools is like a biblical word that meant somebody who separated action from consequence. They would do stuff without really thinking about what was going to happen. Walk with people who are reckless, and you're going to suffer the consequences of being reckless. Your friends are very, very important. I have talked about my friends a bunch of times because I have accumulated the greatest group of friends of all time. And I introduce them to each other, so they become each other's friends. Um, I have been known as the ultimate friend matchmaker. I have been known that by mostly myself. I call myself that. And my friends are forced to recognize that it's true because I have match made them. This is a picture. Um, well, hopefully I'm going to do my best. This is a picture. This is a picture uh, from my wedding. Oh, darn it. <laughs> this is a picture from my wedding. Um, as you, <sighs> we just got to be patient. Hit the button one time and be patient. That is so true. Dave didn't come to my wedding. How rude of him. Uh, <laughs> He gets a story. I know. My face, we've talked about change a couple weeks ago, right? A pre-beard face. Also, I was like 50 pounds heavier, so thank God for the the six years that have passed. Um, These are just some of my really incredible friends. Two of those friends are from high school. Um, Four of those friends are from college. Um, One of those friends is from a community theater that I was a part of in high school. I love these people. They've been incredible friends to me. Each one of them has stories. One of my friends couldn't make it to the wedding, so he gets a story instead. Um, I was playing music at a Chick-fil-A because I was in a band. Because I'm a cool guy doing cool guy things. Don't forget it. So I was in a band, and we were doing this like Christmas time, like sing some like Christmas music at Chick Fil A, and we got free food. It was awesome. So um, my buddy and I were there. It was just two of us from the band at that time, and he got us. So my buddy was older than me, should be the responsible one. He got us a ride to Chick Fil A, but did not secure us a ride home from Chick Fil A. How irresponsible and inconsiderate of me. So now I'm at Chick Fil A. I'm stuck. What am I going to do? So I call one of my friends, his name is Zach, and I say, hey, Zach, I know it's very far out of your way, but would you mind driving from your house to Chick-fil-A to my house, to my friend's house, and then back home? And he said yes. And these are the types of friends you should have in your life. I was stranded in a very desperate situation, and this friend came through for me. Um, Sam and I were in a car accident just a couple years ago, and Dave was not at my wedding because we didn't know each other yet. But Dave is the friend that came to our rescue that day. He rescued us from the turnpike. He took us to the hospital. And then he like carted us all over the place because we didn't have a car at the time. So Dave has been uh, an incredible friend. And that's not the only time Dave has come through for us. Having good friends is so, so important. But also, have you ever been stabbed in the back by a friend? <laughs> Many times. Yes, yes. People are the worst. <laughs> people are great. Great people are great. Some people are the worst, especially when someone that's like close to you turns on you. Like, like these are, this is the person I'm supposed to be safe around, supposed to be on my side and supposed to have my back. 
So it really hurts. When they let us down, it's a really, really big deal. Maybe it's a parent that does something to hurt us or um, a significant other who breaks our trust or a close friend says something behind our back. It's a really, really big letdown. We get very close to these people. And when they let us down, sometimes by accident, sometimes knowing full well what they're doing, it hurts. It's painful, but it happens. What's interesting is we believe that we have a friendship with the creator of the universe. That sounds crazy, I know. But we believe our God, we have that kind of intimacy and closeness and access to God. He is our friend. There's an old worship song that says, I am a friend of God, he calls me friend. And you don't know it, but all the old people are going to have it stuck in their heads now. But um, we have this closeness with God, access, connection, communication with God. He has our back, and he never lets us down. That's the difference between people. Like the people that we, that we associate with and the God, the creator of the universe, people that love us will at some point undoubtedly let us down. God doesn't do that. We have access, closeness to God. He takes care of us and loves us, and he never lets us down. If you've ever been to church, um, you may have heard of the love of God. We talk about a lot how loving God is, and we understand, uh, our understanding of God comes from the writings of people, you know, thousands of years ago. We call it the Bible, and uh, so here's what, how they understood God. 2,000 years ago, somebody wrote, we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. There's another quote from about a thousand years before that. A godly king said this, But you, O Lord, are a God of compassion and mercy, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. So this is the ancient understanding of God, and this is how we understand God today, that he is He is love, unending love and faithfulness. And even more than loving, God is love. That's a distinction I want to make. He's not just loving. God is love. You may have seen these five symbols around. Um, I've preached on them before. On Sunday mornings, I use these symbols. Uh, I, you know, a couple weeks ago we had them. Maybe you haven't. That's fine too. But tonight we're talking about how, the, the, how God is love. And we're using these five symbols, which are called alive in five. As a, as a formula, these five symbols are called alive in five. And these five symbols lay out the story of Jesus. They lay out the gospel, where each symbol represents a phrase and it represents a point in the story of Jesus. So each symbol comes with a phrase. Um, the idea is that we memorize this. And so I don't want you to feel the pressure to like memorize word for word the phrases. You might be able to, and that's awesome. But if you don't, there is a picture so that you're, you jogs your memory, right? So that you can remember the idea, not necessarily the phrase, but you'll remember the idea that we're talking about for each symbol. So for the next few weeks, we're going to be in uh, this series called Alive in Five, talking about this gospel presentation model. This is the bottom line. It's going to sound very basic, especially tonight, but that's because it is. This is how we tell people the story of Jesus. So the idea here is that you would have an easy way to remember the story of Jesus, to remember the gospel. So if you're, have you ever been asked, like, what does it mean to be a Christian? Why do you believe in God? What is the gospel? I want you to have an answer for that question, that basic fundamental, what do you believe question. This Alive in Five model should help you, should equip you with an answer to that question. And it's designed so simply that you should be able to scribble it on a napkin at lunch or at Dunkin' or Starbucks or wherever you are. So throughout the next few weeks, we're going to talk about Alive in Five, and I have two goals through this series. Two goals. One is that you would understand the gospel better, and two is that you would tell somebody about it. 
that you would understand the gospel better and that you would share that message with somebody else. So the first symbol in Alive in Five is the heart. We've been talking about this heart and the phrase that goes with it is God is love. Like I said earlier, church people talk a lot about love. They talk a lot about how God is love, how God is loving. And uh, I think if we're being honest, it, we, we face trouble, we go through things, and it doesn't always feel like God is love. It doesn't always feel like our lives are full of you know, rainbows and butterflies. Especially when I read the Bible, I read some things in there that I'm like, we talked about Noah's Ark a little bit earlier. <laughs> that doesn't sound very loving to like rid the earth of all the people. That doesn't sound very loving. Um, I hope to you know, give you some understanding of that, but it doesn't always seem like God is love. So let's take a closer look at the Bible and see this thread that runs through the whole Bible about how God is love. We're going to go from beginning to end, basically. So how do we see in the Bible that God is love? Let's go to the very beginning. Anybody know the first book of the Bible? Genesis. Genesis. That's right. Genesis is the very first book. And here's a verse from Genesis that tells us about how God is love. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So the first way that God has showed his love is by creating us in his image. We are created in his image. And that is the first way we can see of many that we'll talk about tonight. Um, To be created in God's image means that we have a soul, right? This is like one of the things that makes us distinct from the other animals and and bugs and birds around us. We have, we are different, not just because we are dominant and more intelligent and have, you know, risen to be the intelligent species of the earth, but because we have a soul, this, this inside thing that, that makes us different. This soul gives us access to God. He's created us for love, out of love. So, so from the very beginning, from the creation of us, it was about love. For, in order for us to experience love, he gave us a thing called free will. Now, let me tell you about free will. It's only love if it's a choice. Love is only love when it's a choice. If, it means we weren't programmed with an automatic love for God. I would argue that we all have that hunger to love God and that our life won't feel complete unless we follow him. But we are not programmed with this base level of loving God. It's only love if it's a choice. Let me give you an example. Hey, Siri, do you love me? Well, I enjoy spending quality time with you. <laughs> that's really hurtful. <laughs> So that's a no. That's a no. <laughs> so, but, here, but I think you get my point. Even if Siri said yes, would you believe her? No, because she's a programmed thing. Because she's a programmed thing. This is a robot. There was a person that wrote, <laughs> I enjoy spending quality time with you. Someone who really wanted to hurt my feelings. <laughs> the, all the answers in here are programmed. And God knows that he programmed us to love him. That's just not what love is. Love requires a choice. So God gave us a choice to love him. He gave us that free will to make the choice. We can choose to love him or we can choose to reject him. We have some more uh, conversations in the next couple weeks. We'll talk about what rejecting him looks like. Actually, I believe just next week we'll talk about that. But in the meantime, you should know that when we reject him, he still loves us. He loves us no matter what. He loves us even if we don't respond. Even if we reject him, he loves us. And he chose to reveal himself to humanity. So uh, to keep chasing after us, to to show us his love over and over uh, through time, not just stopping at creating us in his image. He created us with the capability to love him and to experience love from him. 
but that's not all. Throughout time, he continued to show his love. Uh, he poured it out in different ways. Here's, here's one. He revealed himself to Abraham. So we had, when we introduced sin into the world, we experienced a separation from God. And God said, I'm, I'm crushed, though I still love my people. I still love the people because I made them in my image and I love them, even though they don't love me. And he said to Abraham, I am going to reveal myself back into humanity through you. You're the first one, and through you will be many, many, many nations, more than the, the grains of sand on the beach. There will be people who follow me through you. So he revealed himself to Abraham. So he would use Abraham's children, the nation of Israel is what it would become to, known as, uh, to be known as, and he would use Israel to demonstrate his love to the rest of the world. So he would protect his people. He would protect Israel. And that's one of the ways he showed his love. And this is where it can get sticky because this is where we read stuff about God uh, smiting nations that were coming against Israel. And it might not seem really loving until you realize that those people had the opportunity to follow God. They had the opportunity. Israel was welcoming new people into the people that were following God. They were spreading their religion or they were doing their best to at times. They were not always doing it perfectly, but they were trying. And so people had the opportunity to follow God and they said no. And not only did they reject God's love, they attacked God's people. They tried to exterminate God's people. So what better way to show his love than to protect his people over and over again? Nations rose up. And you'll read the Bible and read all these nations, and, and you'll realize the only one left, basically, is Israel. <laughs> like, actually, Egypt is still there. You know, we got some, some uh, outliers in the Bible, mentioned in, in the Bible and then also in today. But many of those nations that came against Israel are gone because God protected his people, and it was a demonstration of his love. Fast forward through time, many, many years. There was a point in history where God's, he's going to shake things up. He's going to introduce himself into humanity in a new way, um, to show his love in a new way. So he comes to earth as a man named Jesus. He came as Jesus. And uh, he loves us so much that he came to be with us in order to mend this broken relationship between God and man, right? Sin at the very beginning. God and man now have a broken relationship, and he, he sends his son, he comes to earth in the form of Jesus to fix that broken relationship. This is another one that's going to come up in a few weeks. Jesus gets his whole week by himself. But at this point, you should know, God came to earth because he loved us. He died on the cross because he loved us. He couldn't stand being separated from us. That story's going to unfold over a few weeks. But whether you're a church person or not, you've probably heard this verse. In John 3.16, it says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So Jesus died and he rose again so more people would believe, so more people would experience the love of God. And that's what we experience today. So that's a transition. Today we experience God's love. This is not just about how he came through for the you know, Israelites in the Old Testament. Today we experience God's love. Like it says in this verse, he shows us his love by giving us eternal life. He gives us eternal life in heaven. And this is another thing that, like, about the souls that make us different than animals. When our bodies quit, our souls continue. And maybe you don't believe this. I certainly do. I read it in scripture. I think that God has ordained this, that people are different than animals. And one of those ways that we are different is we have a soul that persists after we die and our souls are forever. So during your life, you get to choose. Am I going to spend my life following God, loving God, connecting with God, close to God? Or will I spend my life rejecting God, creating distance between me and God? That is a choice free will we talked about. That's a choice you get to make. And then when your physical body dies, your soul continues that choice. You spend eternity with the choice that you made here, the, the extreme of that decision. So if you lived your life 
with God on earth, then in eternity, you spend eternity with him. If you spent your life distancing yourself from God, rejecting his love, that's how you spend eternity. Eternal life or eternal death. We call them heaven and hell. You may be familiar with this idea. And this is how God shows us his love after we die. We have eternal life with God. But he doesn't only show us his love after we die. There's some stuff before that. Lucky us. John 10.10. 10. It says that my, this is from God's perspective, Jesus' perspective, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. It's not going to be perfect because you're seeing other places where he says, hey, it's going to be tough for you. But his purpose is to give us a rich and satisfying life. Other translations will say life to the fullest or abundant life. So not only does he give us eternal life in heaven with him after we die, but he also gives us abundant life on earth. We get to experience abundant life on this side of death. It's a great life when we choose to follow him. Again, there are challenges, there are obstacles, but life is just better when you spend it following Jesus. He also shows us his love by being with us in this life. In John 14, it says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, we just spent, if you're new here, we just spent a whole spe- uh, series talking about the Holy Spirit. Those times will come, you'll learn about that as well. That is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Bottom line, the Holy Spirit will be with you. God loves us so much that he helps us to live for him. Another thing that gets a whole week in Alive and Five, that'll be the last one. He loves us so much that he doesn't leave us alone. He gives a part of that abundant life is he is our advocate or comforter. So he cares about us. He comforts and cares for us. He cares about our pain. He, he shows his love by comforting us through our pain. So we experience God's love today. It's very much in the Bible. We see it from the very beginning. We see it in the Old Testament as he's revealing himself through Abraham and protecting the Israelites and then coming as Jesus in the New Testament. And then today, we experience his love with eternal life with him in heaven and abundant life here on earth. And he comforts and cares for us through this life. So if you're looking for a list of ways that God has shown his love, this is not the complete every single way list, but this is a good start. This is, and again, this might seem pretty basic because it is. It's week one of a five symbol pattern to talk about the story of Jesus, but this is the foundation. God is love. It's the foundation. I know that there's a lot here. We talked about a lot tonight. I said the word love about 80 million times, but you hear, you, you should hear the word love a lot in church because God is love. If we're talking about God, we're talking about Jesus and what he's done for us and love doesn't come up, we might be confused about who God is. God is love. So here's a challenge. How can you show love to someone in your life this week? This week. You're going to have a chance to talk about it in your small groups, but how can you, if God loved us so much to send Jesus to die for us, how can you extend the love of God because God's changed you? His love has changed you. How can you show God's love to somebody in your life this week to show them that God loves them? Maybe it's encouraging a friend who's going through a hard time. Maybe you can buy someone's lunch or coffee or or cover a shift for somebody at work. Maybe you can do a chore at home for for a parent who has not asked you to do that chore yet, but it would make their life a little bit easier. There's a million different ways that you can show God's love to people because God has shown his love to us in so many ways. So let that love transform you, change you, and drive you to show God's love to someone else because God is love. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you are love. Thank you for revealing yourself 
over years and years and years, from the very beginning of humanity, you have revealed yourself and showed us your love. God, thank you for this journey we're, we're beginning called Alive in Five as we tell your story, as we go through what it means to be a Jesus follower. What, is, what do we believe as Christians? God, this foundation has set us on the right path, that you are love. Every piece of it after this is because you are love. We, we spend our lives following you because you loved us. So Father, I pray that you would inspire us and equip us to make a difference in somebody else's life and to pass that love on, to show your love to somebody else. We thank you. We love you. In your precious name we pray. Everybody said... Amen. Amen. Everybody said amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.